Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by a voice you know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Welcome to a special Sunday edition of Around the Hearn this week. A lot of big things going on. High school football news to start off the show here in just a second. But the uh, golf news is what will make this show. Joe Schmidtmeyer, junior at the University of Finley in the St. Mary's product, talks about her golf career and uh, how bad I am at golf and how she should not ever take advice from me in that category. The football news is from Defiance. Defiance football coach Kevin Klein leaving the program after five years and an 11-39 and 39 record. Always enjoyed getting to be around Coach Klein, always helpful, and was a big part of the last season that we had. Kind of a weird thing to get to see him with how St. Mary's had their six games during their schedule, but was looking forward to heading up there this year. Looks like it'll be a different coach. Interesting to see kind of who that ends up being. Speaking of coaching news, the biggest news in the area, Bath. Hired a new boys basketball coach, Sean Powell, the uh, state champion coach in Division Four this year. You can hear him on Episode 70 of this show just a couple of weeks ago at Botkins. He's the new boys basketball head coach. Makes sense. Sean E. Grad, Lima guy, coached at Perry in the uh, JV program under Matt Tabler. And he replaces the uh, previous head coach, now the new man at Bath. And the other biggest news... Go back to episode 44, Kristen Holt, who at the time was the uh, fourth-year head coach at the University of Texas at San Antonio for the women's program, is the new athletic director at Bath. She was a part of the uh, state championship team uh, back in the day and will be a part of the uh, new athletic department at Bath. Boys soccer news, Ryan Berkemeyer takes over for Mark Zubik at Kaleida after a nine-year assistancy. He's now the new boss Four man and Mark Zubica won over 450 career games at Kaleida. One of the best places to do a night soccer game from. University of Northwestern Ohio got a new women's basketball coach. They hired Andre Smith a couple of days ago. He takes over the Racers program and will look to continue the local recruiting that they've got. A couple of young ladies from the area, part of that program, and I expect that to continue to be true. Boys tennis. This weekend, Van Wert invite, won by Shawnee. Their Gabe Burke wins the number one singles. Ottawa Glendorf's duo of Carter and Colin Welch win the number one doubles. St. Mary's finishes third, Van Wert fourth, and Wassie on fifth. College baseball news, Indiana Wesleyan off to a 25-3 and season before they get to their conference tournament. They've got four or five games left, including the number 19 ranking in the NAIA. Before that comes out, it might even be more. The next couple of days, the linchpin to that locally, Austin Swift, the left-hander from Kaleida, five and one in forty-two and two-thirds innings, with a three-point-one-six earned run average. Just pitched a couple of days ago for the uh, Wildcats. Got to see him pitch at Salina when they took on Wright State University Lake Campus when he was a sophomore. Hope uh, good things for Indiana Wesleyan, Ohio Northern. They sit eleven and twelve on the year couple of local products on that roster. Chayton Overholt from Lincoln View. He's hitting 380 on the year. Just hit a home run a couple of days ago. Jacob Wedding from the uh, 2019 state champion Coldwater Cavaliers at 323. Fort Jennings Derek Lursman, a sophomore as part of that lineup as well as a, a reliever. And at Marion Locals, Tim Knapschafer, 0-3 on the year, but he's got a save. 
and the Bears with a four-game set this weekend. They'll go to Berea to take on Baldwin Wallace for two, and then they'll split Saturday and Sunday. They'll come home and take on Baldwin Wallace in a two-game set and a doubleheader in Ada. Women's softball program at Northern, 12-13-1 on the year. Local connections, Alex Dahm, 2-3 and three on the year with a 4.36 earn run average on the mound. She's a freshman. And a Crestview's Brady guest in her fifth year. Four home runs, hitting 267, over 100 career starts in the infield for the Bears. Local honors in the volleyball season. It seems weird that it's over now in April. The seasons are all messed up. Melina Woods from Ada, named the All-OAC team this year. The uh, hitter with a handful of big uh, strikes this year and a 327 hitting percentage. High Northern University football finished 3-1. They were supposed to play John Carroll last Friday, but that got canceled. Both teams said we don't have enough available gentlemen to be part of that. Uh, the MAC, or excuse me, the OAC, won by the normal culprit in the uh, Purple Raiders of Mount Union. Track news, Wadesville Goshen's Taylor Spencer broke the 800 record and a new stadium record of 2 minutes and 17 seconds. Gavin Kemper from Fort Loramie. Records are meant to be broken. Took a 14-5 effort to break the pole vault record for the Redskins. And speaking of breaking records, this young lady uh, played basketball, played soccer, and now is uh, slashing track records all over the place. Finley's Cooper Tire Stadium and Otto Glendorf's records fell in the 800 for Alexa Fortman, 214.38. She also broke a third record yesterday in both the 400 and the 800 meters for the Titans, and that's three records in a span of just a couple of weeks for Alexa Fortman, and she's going to be a beast. I mean, just uh, a youngster, but watch out if you've got a school record. Isabella Granger, pretty good stock from Liberty Benton. School discus record of 144 feet. And then we get to the no-hitters. A lot of no-hitters in the last week for high school baseball and softball. Start with Allen East. Braylon Kennedy and Nate Ketchum. No-hitter in an 18-2 or excuse me, an 18-2 win over Corey Rawson. Antwerp's duo of Luke Krause and Ethan Lichty combined for a no-hitter and a 4-1 win over Hicksville. A couple of walks and a wild pitch there in that one. St. Mary's Cole Canning. Through a five-inning no-hitter and a win over Waynesfield-Goshen a couple of nights ago. Montpelier, this is kind of insane, but I, I'm telling you this is a true thing. Blaine Altaffer threw a five-inning no-hitter. He struck out 14. His team beat Fay at 33 to nothing. He also hit a home run and knocked in eight, yes, eight runs in that game. Cam and Lincoln Garlock for Liberty Benton threw a no-hitter and a 15-win, 15-nothing win. Over North Baltimore, and the two young ladies in softball for sales, Lauren Monnen, threw a no-hitter and a 10-0 win against Marion Local on Thursday. Riverdale's Allison Dunaw threw her second no-hitter of the season. This one, a 24-0 win over Arlington. And stolen bases have been a big thing this year, too. I know that Allen East had a game where they stole 20 bases earlier on in the year. There was a game a couple of days ago, now I forget who it was, where a kid stole six bases, in one game, but Owen Weatherill for Hard Northern might just have all of those kids beat. He's got 34 stolen bases already this year, sets a new uh, Polar Bear record, and keep an eye out for the Coldwater Cavaliers. Madison Wendell already in the uh, top three in both strikeouts 
and uh, home runs in this season and in a career in Coldwater history. Strikeouts, she's got a ways to go, but just a freshman well over uh, what she has been able to do effectively. A lot of things, a lot of great things going on throughout the uh, course of the weeks in Northwest Ohio. Big, big, big week for high school baseball as we get to the uh, last couple of weeks of April, just before the tournament draw, trying to figure out exactly where teams are. Had a game yesterday at the Dayton Dragon Stadium. They call it Day Air Credit Union Ballpark now. Duffel St. John's came back to get three in the sixth to beat Lincoln View, a team that going into that sixth inning was no hitting them. And it was a second straight night. It had a pitcher's duel. Friday night, Ottawa Glendorf at St. Mary's, Jackson Buttlemeyer and Braden Troglin engaged in fisticuffs with baseball. Both had a terrific game. Ended up being a 2-1 Ottawa Glendorf win. Night before was a 13-2 win for Coldwater over St. Henry that had a home run, a three-run shot from Zach McKibben, his third home run of the year. He's got all three of the Cavs' home runs. This week, I'm looking forward to a lot of great games. Coldwater Salina on WKKI on Monday, Knoxville at Minster on Tuesday, Crestview at Minster on Wednesday. That's going to be a fun one. And then a MAC contest for sales in Coldwater on Thursday. And then on WZOQ Radio Friday and Saturday, you can hear Ottawa Glendorf first. The Titans try to stay unbeaten at 4-0 and keep pace with Defiance on Friday night when they host Van Wert. And then Saturday, a trip to Miller City in a game that was supposed to take place a couple of weeks ago. Just didn't. That's kind of what it is. But uh, big news. A lot of teams traveling up and down I-75. Van Wert goes to the Dayton Dragon Stadium on May the 1st. That's a night game. It's a 7 o'clock game. Bockens and Spencerville play there on the 8th. That's a 1 o'clock game. But the Audeville Big Green will play at 10 a.m. on May the 1st. That game on WZOQ Radio. And then you can hear uh, the uh, opening of that one up at the uh, Toledo Mudhen Stadium. So a lot of things going on. I hope that you uh, tune in, go out, watch a track meet, bundle up this week apparently. If you're going out for that game uh, on Wednesday. Hope you enjoy. Uh, Joe Schmidtmeyer coming up here in just a few on Around the Hearn. Danny the Dealmaker, are you ready? Ready for what, Eric? Brand new cars and trucks are rolling into Lee Kitzel Chevy Buick GMC again. That's great, because we need pre-owned trades big time. Yep, Danny, have I mentioned lately how much respect I have for this country? Not in the last five minutes. Even the virus can't keep us down. GM workers are back strong and building the best there is. And we're here proud to represent the greatest products on American Road, Chevy, Buick, and GMC. And I love how so many of us in the area have remained positive, helping each other and staying the course. No matter how long this situation takes to resolve itself, please keep this in mind. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service has been around for 50 years, and we'll be around for another 50 years. Wherever you're listening, you're always welcome here in Van Wert. At Kinsel's, it's all about clear, easy-to-understand deals, best quality pre-owned vehicles, top-of-the-line financing, and world-class service. See us online at LeeKinsel.com. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL. Better yet, stop in at 650 West Durban Road in Van Wert. Thank you for finding new roads to help us rebuild the American economy. Back on the show now talking about something that I know absolutely nothing about, I am horrible at, and I'm not allowed to go out with people like Denny Cisco and do. Talking about golf and the junior at Finley and Jill Schmidtmeyer, already a couple of wins in her college career underway, handful of wins at St. Mary's. And I would imagine with your dad being a golf coach, Joe, kind of an early thing that you got into. 
Oh, for sure. Um, golf is really big in my family. Um, it even goes back to my grandpa. Um, so ever since I was really little, my grandpa, dad, and brother would take me out to the golf course, let me hit around, putt around, whatever they could from a very young age. So they, I've been around golf my whole life. Um, my first competitive tournament was when I was 11 um, in the Lima Juniors. I'm honestly shocked that it took that long. Probably just there's not anything less than 11. Right. They have a peewee, which is technically um, 11 and under, but we wanted to make sure, my dad kind of said, you know, let's make sure you're ready before you kind of put the cart before the horse here. (laughs) I would imagine he also wanted to make sure that before he invested a lot of money in clubs, this wasn't going to be something you did for a couple of weeks and then we're done with it. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I figure that now that's probably the thought process of it, actually. Yeah, it, and it helped. I actually had clubs that um, were adjustable. So they, it was a certain brand, I can't remember, but they fit me when I was little, and then you could kind of add pieces to them to increment up till I was probably 10 or 11, 12 maybe. So that helped too that I kind of had one club that could kind of grow me throughout the process a little bit. That's genius. I bet a guy with five or six <laughs> kids came up with that. Probably. <laughs> he just thought, I'm so tired of buying new clubs every couple of years. Maybe, yeah, like maybe, let's get something that problem. everybody can use. Right, maybe that's my problem. <laughs> uh, that's not one of the problems. That, like I said, that's why Denny Cisco won't let me go golfing with him. <laughs> He's too good. I've seen all of his trophies. But I know, oh, yeah. I know that uh, he spent a lot of time golfing with your dad, too, and he's talked about kind of we've talked about you for years, obviously, me covering a lot of St. Mary's sports and – him saying, you know, hey, did you see what Jill did? And I said, no, Denny, but read Steve's text message and tell me what she what he said. <laughs> yeah, they are very close. Um, they've golfed together for years. And so Denny has been a family friend for a really long time. That's I, I won't tell him he said anything nice about him. <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> no, but I, I love it. I love that dynamic of your dad essentially being your biggest cheerleader. But I would imagine at times with him being your coach and with him kind of molding you as a golfer that there's probably been a handful of times where it was more coach than dad and will you please just leave me alone? (laughs) Maybe a couple, but honestly, he finds the balance pretty well. I give him a lot of props for that. Um, And he does hold me to high expectations, which I'm glad because that helps kind of make me who I am and how good I am that he has shaped me throughout these years. Like you said, molded me and held me accountable for things and made sure that I was really focused, but also making sure that he was always here for me, no matter what supported me, no matter what happened and no matter what I chose to do. Now, when you make that decision to go to college, obviously somewhere close to home uh, courses that you're probably mostly familiar with in terms of being able to practice or smaller tournaments, but how was the jump from high school to college? It's obviously, it's still golf, but it's it's to a whole nother level. Right, yeah. The competition um, definitely increased a lot, especially coming to the program that I did in Finley. Um, and I, I came in knowing that I wouldn't have a guaranteed spot in the top five. So, And that was something that I liked because there were other colleges I visited and they would say, oh, you know, you're going to be our number one right away. But if that's the case, then you don't have as much drive and as much behind you pushing you to get better, to work harder. And so that was something that coming to Finley, I really was excited about that I would 
kind of be forced that if I wanted to get there, I would have to put in the work. I would have to improve um, as opposed to just kind of having it handed to me. But the jump itself, since I played on the boys team throughout the regular season in high school, I think actually made the jump a little easier because the distances high school girls to college like is very different. It's a lot more, but high school boys to college girls isn't as much. So since I had played those longer distances, I was already used to that sense of the course. So I think that gave me a little advantage. It's funny that that you're, I guess, cognizant enough to be able to realize if someone tells me, Hey, you're going to be this, you're going to be that. It does kind of take away from it a little bit. And I know that there's, there's kind of a struggle in that balance for kids coming out of high school of, I want to be your number one. I want to be this. I want to be that. But like you said, I mean, I want you to tell me, we want you to get better. We want to give you the tools to get better. And you can eventually have a chance to be our top versus what, I mean, what does that kind of say about the program of, yes, I like what you're saying. I I like the ego trip, but I don't want to come in and be number one right away. I want to have someone to chase to take that from. Exactly. Yeah, I think that gives an extra little drive, um, which a big thing that Coach has always said is when he recruits people, he recruits a lot on how they are now. But him giving you scholarship and recruiting you, showing that he believes in what you're going to become. He's not recruiting the person you are now. He's recruiting the person you're going to become, kind of. So I like that aspect of it, too. And like I said, coming to... Finley, where I did, they were already a well-established program in Division Two and the conference and everything. So I knew that it was going to challenge me. And I've said to my teammates before, like if I would have gone to a couple other schools that I was looking at, I don't think I would be where I'm at now. Like I wouldn't be shooting the scores, being pushed. I wouldn't be having a bit of a time. Like I'm really glad that I came where I did. How much does it help you with the way the season goes from – September all the way hopefully through the end of May to be able to be that close to home of you know if things are maybe going a little bit wrong you need kind of an outside edge and you could go home for a couple of days and maybe maybe dad can kind of steer things in a certain way in your head yeah it's been it's really nice being so close to home um because it is only an hour so it's a good distance that it doesn't feel like I'm still at home, but I can go home anytime I need to, or my parents can come up or anything I need, if anything were to happen or, um, just absolutely anything. So that aspect I love, but Finley does feel like a home away from home, which I'm very grateful for too. Or you can just send mom home with your laundry. Yeah, exactly. That definitely, I've, I've taken it easy on that, but freshman year, I I took advantage (laughs) of that probably a little too much. Easy or easier, because that's that's probably a whole different story that your mom will tell. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's it's so cool, though. Obviously, Finley is is big enough to where there's a lot of things going on at a Division two level, and they've had a lot of success athletically, both historically in the last handful of years, but being small enough to where you still know people, you're still, you see different people on campus, and it's still kind of a... I don't want to say a small town feel, but I mean, Finley would be kind of a bigger small town. Yeah, for sure. And coming from a small town, that's what I wanted. You know, I didn't want to go to a huge school and just be a number on the 
roster list for the class or just be that person who's maybe is on the golf team. I don't really know her. Like I know a lot of people in my classes and I was just thinking about this today. Like the family atmosphere is the biggest thing that drew me to Finley. Not only just in the classroom, but in the athletic department itself on the golf team, coach has us to his house all the time. We're very close with his family. Um, and even in the athletic department, like for example, today, um, we were traveling back from our conference tournament, but the boys had to come down for their conference tournament. So coach had decided to stay down there. So our athletic director came down, took the boys, brought us back up and took us out to lunch. And it was a good time. And for the athletic director to do that herself, you know, I think speaks volumes to how humble everybody is. And we had a really good time with her. Well, it's kind of cool now, too, because being a junior, you have another Rough Rider in Austin Bowley as part of the boys' team to kind of sound off about when you're missing something at home, whether it's, you know, JTs or whatever. Exactly, yeah. That has been very nice, having him here. Plus, he's a little more connected, too, to everything going on in the high school scene still. Oh, yeah. For sure. We can talk about things and see what's going on at home, or if something happens at home that I see on social media, I have someone that understands it a little more too. And it helps coach being from St. Mary's, obviously he knows some of it, but the more recent stuff, people and people that I know Austin knows. So that is definitely nice. Well, speaking of that last week, the biggest part of the news being that coach Fry says he's done as the head football coach. I mean, that's, that's a big part of uh, really your entire academic and athletic career at St. Mary's. That's, I mean, how do how do you feel about that? Yeah, um, it was it was really sad to hear. I was shocked. Um, so prayers go out to him and his family for everything that is going on right now. Um, but that was very shocking for me to see. Um, but it was nice. You know, we had people I could talk to about it and kind of see how they felt. I know uh, being able to talk to him, I talked to him for about an hour last week and part of it that I ran on this show. And he's always been one of my favorite people because – I love people that you have a conversation, you ask them a question, you get the actual answer to the question, not necessarily a bunch of fluff. And, you know, he, he talked about it and he told me before we went on about exactly everything that happened. And I, it just, like you said, I mean, I, I, I think, and uh, thoughts go out to him, but he even said, they're not getting rid of me that easy. I'm still going to be around. <laughs> Which we are very glad to see. I think that will be good for the program and the school and I think just the city in general. Which I also felt like was the most Doug answer ever. <laughs> just, yeah. You're not getting ready. I'll, I'll still be around. I'm just I'm just going to be doing some other stuff. Right. Uh, you talked about the uh, conference tournament. Third straight GMAC title. You go down to Lexington. I, I hear there's a decent-sized university down there. Yeah, it's a little big or something, I think. <laughs> something blue. My wife's a huge fan. I don't know. Uh, but... Yeah. 27 strokes you guys beat Tiffin by, and it's one of the smaller margins the last handful of years. It's actually the fourth straight conference title for the Finley Women's Golf Program. But, I mean, you've got to play well over that string of days, and I know the weather was kind of back and forth. I mean, did that kind of change how you approach days at all? Um, yeah, definitely a little bit. Um, Coach talks about that a lot, making sure we're checking the wind, for example, on every hole. Um Obviously, 
the colder it is, the shorter the ball will go. So you might need to adjust your club choices. And there's so much in golf that you have to think about. You have to think about the lie that you have. The rough was really thick there this weekend. And so if we had a thick long rough coach encourage us to, you know, take your medicine, don't try to be the hero. Don't, you know, try to give a look at par. Don't risk maybe getting a birdie and end up making double or triple. So that's definitely something we had to talk about a lot throughout our week. And we always do. See, I've always thought you should be able to have a weed whacker as part of a, an option in your bag. <laughs> Honestly, that would help a lot. Right. It'd be very interesting. It's like, how do I make that club up? It's just got a little engine at the end. Uh, <laughs> there's a reason why I'm not allowed on nice courses. That's that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, for and sure. Third place, a 227 all-conference. Congratulations to that, by the way. It's such a cool thing that not only you get all-conference, but four of your teammates. Yeah, thank you very much. We were very pleased um, with our individual finishes. We had all five of us got all conference so we all finished top eight in the tournament and actually gabby woods our freshman won the tournament um so we were very proud of how we competed and i think we showed a lot of good things but a lot of also areas we can improve so we're definitely really excited headed into regionals of what can happen also congratulations again the gmac athlete of the week i mean that's that's (laughs) something that's pretty awesome thank you thank you Tired of winning awards yet? (laughs) Not yet. I'm hoping to win a few more before I get out of here. You got at least two more you need to win this season. Yeah, exactly. You get uh, two career titles so far, Finley. I love the the story I was reading about the Cab Classic back in Canton. It seems like it wasn't that long ago because it wasn't. Uh, Seven birdies. Right. Uh, It just, what blew me away about it was two girls on the same team seven birdies in one round. I mean, in the tournament, I mean, that's, that seems like you guys are on the right foot right now. Oh yeah. I think we're really kind of starting to hit our stride. Um, <clears throat> at times in the fall, we definitely struggled. It wasn't kind of coming together, but we worked really hard in the off season. Um, and at the beginning of the season, even to just kind of get better, closer every single day. And so we're starting to get some momentum from the last couple of tournaments and hopefully the birdies will keep dropping for us. Cause the more birdies, the better it's going to be, obviously. It's, see, you make it sound simple, but for anyone, <laughs> anyone that's not a part of your team, apparently it's not. Uh, fourth best <laughs> score in program history at two under. Uh, do you get a chance that when you guys are coming home, I, I know how far, obviously, Canton, a couple hours, where you're uh, riding back home and you just think, wow, so that was pretty cool. Uh, things finally worked out how I planned. Yes, for sure. That. That was really big, I think, for my confidence and everything. Um, because the tournament prior to that, I had struggled a little bit in the first round. Um, second round, things kind of started to come together. And my short game, when that happens, that gives you a lot of confidence because when you, if you miss a green and you know you're going to chip it close or you know you're going to make the putt, you have a lot more confidence throughout the day and you get that momentum going. And so I think that helped me a lot going into the Cav Classic. And I won, I mean, I was on the ride home and I did see the, I actually didn't in history, but I looked at the post that they had made and I thought, oh, 
that's pretty cool. I'd like to do that again. Maybe I can <laughs> build on that a little bit. Maybe a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't ask you last season, the way that your season breaks up with the fall and the spring, how odd was that? Or maybe even deflating at times with golf being an individual sport, but obviously as a, a larger collective, as part of a team with everything that you kind of had to go through with the COVID situation. Yeah. So that was really tough. Um, we actually were set to leave for our first tournament the day after we found out the news. Um, we were at practice. So that was, I think, deflating for everybody. But Coach made sure to stress, like, especially this season, but he always has, be thankful for the moments you're given and just be grateful that you'll be here. You don't have to do anything. You get to do everything. And even in the fall, I mean, we were lucky that our cons let us play. The GLIAC didn't get to play in the fall, so they've only had a spring season. And so he really made sure that we focused on kind of that we're lucky we all got to be here. We're lucky that Meredith got to take an extra year and come back and join us for that. And I think that kind of helped us stay together um, for all the things that we've had to go through. Well, I know with you being a junior with the essentially the free year that everybody's getting, are you do you are you gonna take that? Do you get a fifth year after your senior year? How does that work? Yeah, so how it works is you get the option to take an extra year of eligibility outside of the four that you normally get. And so I will be taking that. Um I'm actually thanks to college credit that I took in high school, I will be graduating this year and then for my fourth and fifth years, I will be getting my master's. Oh, what you should have done was just taken every, like, random ancillary class they have. <laughs> intro to cooking, basket weaving, you know. Just enough to oh, stay yeah. eligible to golf. <laughs> that would have been a strategy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strategy. I didn't say it was a good one. I mean, this is why, they don't, this is why hopefully my daughter takes life advice from my wife and not from me. <laughs> She got, well, I guess I better hope that, too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, she got her master's from Finley, too. So uh, that's that's obviously a big thing. Yeah, for uh, sure. It's cool, though, because you guys have got a huge weekend coming up in uh, just a couple of weeks. You get to, kind of some time to get ready for the Super Regionals at Prairie View Golf Course in Carmel, Indiana. I thought it was kind of a cool thing when I was reading about it that uh, Christina, your teammate, is from Logansport, Indiana. And that's only about mm-hmm. an hour away from where she's from. Yeah, that's a good um, – we're really excited about the the fact that they are hosting this year because um, we play a fall tournament that University of Indianapolis hosts there every year as well. So all of us are familiar with it. But Christina has played that course umpteen number of times. And Bambi Kim, who is from Columbus, Indiana, that is actually – the state course for Indiana and has been for several years when they were in high school. So they have been there even more times than those of us who have played there for U Indies tournament. So we're really excited about the potential that that course brings. And I think having so much knowledge there hopefully will help us and give us confidence going down the road. You could probably walk her then to any point on the course and just say, what hole are we on? How far am I from the pin? Probably. <laughs> Seems like some I'm kind sure of I probably thing. could. Probably. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe don't haze her. Just call it something else. 
Yeah. But obviously the ultimate yeah. goal, the national championships in Dearborn the week after the 11th through the 15th, that's uh, a thing that you're familiar with. You played there in your first year, shot a 254. I mean, to kind of go into that, you know, top 80 in that first year with all that acclimation that you have, that's something I would imagine a very positive thing, but something that you immediately looked at and went, okay, next time up, we're going to be even better. Yes, for sure. I was really excited um, to even get that opportunity my freshman year. And I definitely made sure that I didn't take any of those experiences for granted, especially after last year, we came into the spring looking really well. And then all of a sudden it was taken. So I think all of us are going to just never take any moment for granted. And I'm really excited um, to hopefully get there again and improve on our team's rankings and my individual, just everything. I'm, I think it's going to be a good year. What's your favorite course that you've gotten to play in college? My favorite course that I've gotten to play would probably be, I really obviously like PGA national. That was where, um, our nationals was my freshman year. Um, we've played some great courses out in Arizona. I really liked Wickenburg ranch is what it's called. It's really pretty. It's got amazing views of the mountains and everything. We go there for spring break every year. Um, but as far as locally, I really like, um, Glenmore country club, which was actually where the class, the Cav classic was up for Walsh. Um, I think it's just, a really cool design and there's some holes that are definitely tougher and make you think a little more, but there's also some holes that, you know, you can get to par fives and I think it's a good course. Is there one that you've absolutely just a board on the schedule where you're just like, man, we got to go there again. <laughs> Not really. We huh. say every week we say that, um, our favorite course is the course we're going to play. So I guess now <laughs> technically my favorite course would be Prairie View. Right, right. Next one up. Yeah, co Coach asks us every week sometimes when we're in the practice round. He'll say, Jill, what's your favorite course? I'll say Prairie View. It's a good answer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that your dad spent enough time with Doug Fry that they pretty much got that figured out. That What's the, what's the best one? The next one? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I kind of figured that. Well, I have uh, – I've loved being able to see what you've been able to do, and I know there's probably a lot of folks in the Lima Golf Association that are happy that you're in college and don't come home and win all their tournaments. <laughs> Maybe. They're like, that girl won I, again? <laughs> yeah, I did that. Time to move on to the next thing. I was like, pretty much you or a Mulcahy. I mean, it's like, what happened? Right. I'm going to flip a coin and see who wins. And now they're going to be coming to Finley, so... And that was going to be my be question. More was, the same. Uh, how cool is that <laughs> that now you get to push each other in that scenario? Um, I'm really excited about it. I've obviously known them since we were pretty little um, playing in the juniors. And I mean, in the 15 under, 16 to 18, there aren't that many girls. So I played with one or both of them twice a week, every week in the summer almost. And I would at least see them if I didn't play in the group with them. So I'm really excited for what they will bring to our team and the competition that we will have next year. I think it's going to be really good for everybody. Well, I am absolutely ecstatic for what you've been able to do and accomplish and to finally be able to have you on and talk about golf. I learned a lot. Um, not anything I think that'll help me on the course, but I appreciate you anyways. 
Well, you're welcome. The best <laughs> advice I got of being on the course was get off. <laughs> That's not bad, I guess. Right, right. Well, I mean, the guy got mad because, you know, I hit his house, but whatever. Whatever. It's, it shouldn't have bought window. a house on a golf course. That was my point. <laughs> like, I feel like that's kind of on him. That's a fair point. But I wish you the best coming up in the regionals and uh, the national championships in the month of May. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. That's Joe Schmidtmeyer talking about golf at the University of Finley back here in just a few. It's time for Skillet to rock the drive-in theater tour with special guests Jordan Feliz and Colton Dixon. Live and in person for a night of energy and excitement unlike any other. April 24th in Middlepoint at Vandell Drive-In. Bring up to six people per car with your blankets and lawn chairs to enjoy a night of live music and fun. The drive-in theater tour with Skillet, Jordan Feliz, and Colton Dixon. Tickets available now at driveintheatertour.com. Another awakening event from the Awakening Foundation. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep-fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062, and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. Hey, and a big thank you to all the folks for being a part of this show and uh, to Joe Schmidt-Meyer, the uh, junior at the University of Finley and the uh, St. Mary's Rough Rider product for being a part of the uh, show this week as well. Uh, you heard a little bit about the uh, concert for Skillet at the Vandell Drive-In. Uh, Vandell, if I had a uh, place of the week, business of the week, it would be the Vandell. I absolutely adore going to the Vandell. We've done it since I was a kid many years ago. But... I've never been to a concert, obviously, there. I've seen so many movies over the course of the year. Just kind of a hidden gem. There's not a ton of uh, those left in the uh, state of Ohio, really, nationwide. I saw kind of the destruction of uh, a a chart that had that a while back, and there's not a lot of drive-ins. Go support that. Be able to see movies. You don't have to necessarily sit on your couch and watch it. You can still get the movie experience without having to go in to a a movie theater. Let's uh, check out the Vandell com and uh, just a, a terrific place out there in Middle Point, just off the highway. And uh, check out the Skillet concert as that's coming your way here in just about a week or so. That's what I've got for the show this week. And a uh, big thank you to everyone who continues to listen to the show and support the hilarity that is around the Hearn. Check out the uh, Journal News this week if you can. I recognize the guy on the front page. I, I don't know. I, I'm just saying. But uh, support your local business. Support Sports, small-town journalism, too, and sports. And have a great afternoon, evening, tomorrow, wherever that you may be. Here I go. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.